Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Social Circus. My name is Sarah Thompson, and I'm your host for today. I am excited to be joined by my very dear friend, Lisa Kniebe. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for bringing me on your show. My pleasure. Now, for those of you who haven't heard of Lisa, she has got a super interesting backstory, which I'm going to let her tell, but she has made her mark in the courses space and particularly online courses. And um, I have to credit her with all of my success that I've had with my online business. So Lisa, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about your very interesting journey into becoming a course launch coach? Oh, thank you, Sarah. And um, generous compliment there because Sarah is so industrious with her courses <laughs> that I feel like I, would, I may have been the beginnings, but you are definitely the driving force. But oh, um, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. So yeah, my journey really started, well, originally as a nurse and then a teacher. Um, and then I left teaching to travel and really rediscovered a passion for writing. And in that time, I was like, I think I want to start my own business. What can I do? And copywriting kind of appeared like the apparition. People wanted this thing. And I was like, right, okay, I can do this. Copywriting business took off. I realized very quickly that suddenly I was selling my time and I ran out of time to sell, which is a situation so many of your listeners would find themselves in if they're service-based businesses. Definitely. So that that ceiling was hit. And I was like, what am I going to do? And suddenly I thought, well, online courses, I could actually start to scale what I do in my own business so that I could attract people to still come and work with me, but in a one-to-many factor. So I started that process and I realized, why didn't I think of this sooner? Because I love education. That's my background in teaching. And I love um, communicating how to launch these courses. And so the two things just married up really organically. And I went from copywriting with a copywriting course to actually, I want to teach people how to create really good quality online courses that get great results and then help them launch them. And that's where we are today. So yeah, exciting exciting. and diverse. Definitely. So your, your, your own signature course, Courses That Connect, tell us a little bit about that because I know that lots of people listening and if I had a dollar for every time I said, saw in a group, I would love to change my business, but I don't think I can do an online course. I think every business can do an online course, but let's hear about Courses That Connect. Mm, sure. I, I agree with you. I think there is an online course in every business, especially if you're a service-based business, which means you're really you're sharing your knowledge with people. So your knowledge can be captured in a course. And in courses that connect, it's my goal to help you unpack that step by step. So we start right in the beginning with what topic should you create a course on? And most of us are such multi-talented humans that we can create a course literally on almost anything. But it's mm. a case of then aligning, first of all, what's your, what's your goal, what's your vision in the future to what do you want to be known for? And then what will be a profitable pathway for your online course in your business? And then usually breaking that down into little chunks because we always want to make the biggest ever course and actually the most most practical and cost-efficient way of working is to make lots of smaller courses. You might eventually bundle them into one big signature course, but if you start off with a 12-week, you know, 38-module program, you'll get super bogged down. So we'll try and, so Courses That Connect is all about simplifying and breaking it down step by step. So one of the things I've learned in teaching this program, I've been teaching it for three years now, is that 
overwhelm is a massive factor in course creation because there's lots of things to think about. But if we just follow a simple process, doing one foot in front of the other, we get to the end with a course and we're like, whoa, I can't believe that just happened. Mm. One of the things that really derails us on the process is our tech. People usually think they need to immediately dive into what tech platform will I need? And they think the actual tech is the hard bit of an online course, but actually that's the easy part because there's so many amazing solutions from really, you know, all, all singing, all dancing to very simple and free. But the, the hard part is actually unpacking your ideas and then putting your messaging together to be able to communicate what your course is doing for your audience. So that's what we do inside that 12 week program, which is running at the moment and just loving seeing the progress for the students. It's amazing. Yes. And I have to, I'll, I will share with everyone because I worked with Lisa as a, a course coach. So I worked with her one-on-one -on -one rather than through her course because I had been training for a long time, delivering face-to-face -face workshops and training. And I wanted to get all of that stuff and turn it into online courses. And um, the truth of it is what Lisa says, I, I resonate with so much because I wanted to share my journey. I've been in business 11 years and I think probably 10 of those I've wanted to have an online course. And mm. um, I don't know what it is that holds us back, um, but it was only when I started working with you that the penny sort of dropped that I was trying to uh, let me tell you everything about digital marketing which is what my scope of knowledge <laughs> is here's 64 modules that you can consume in 12 weeks kind of that's I was that was me yep and it was only working with you and um, some of your signature components like your Kanibi canvas that allowed me to simplify what it is and um, once I had created that first course which I think was eight years in the making it really took a few months <laughs> um, during COVID, I then went on to create four more courses because once you've mastered the skills that we learn from someone like you, you can just go and keep implementing them in your business, which has been, I love it. It's lots of fun. Yes. And I've seen that this time around where one of my students who did the 12 week program last time has had a complete change of direction in what she wants to do. And she's just joined us again for the group coaching component and she's creating a whole new course, but she's oh, doing wow. the process again and it's so much quicker and easier. So instead of this time, it's like, oh, how is my course different? She's like, bingo, here's my course, you know, my point of different statement and here's this. And I can see once you've learned the process, you can just rinse and repeat it for like, like you've done with numerous courses in your business. So yeah, and very exciting. Yeah, it is. And if people are listening, and so we often start, so the general progression for businesses is we, we start with that, whatever our business is, whether it's consulting or training or whatever that service base typically is, and then we get booked out and then we go from there. Do, do you find many people dive straight in and go, I've got an idea, I'm going to launch it with an online course? Yeah, interestingly, I have had a couple of people, now it's not the most common pathway, like you say, most people have got a one-to-one -one client base first, and then they scale into an online course to duplicate themselves in effect. But there are people that decide to create an online business and go straight in with an online course. And mm -hmm. the, probably the biggest challenge there is that they often haven't got an audience that they've built. So when we have one-to-one -one clients, we've automatically built, it might be a small audience, but we have got an audience that are following us and know yes, our yeah. work and are talking about our work. We've usually got testimonials in our field of expertise. And we've also had an opportunity to really feel into the problems that our audience have. And sometimes they're not the problems we think they're going to have. So we realize, okay, this is a bit different. 
Whereas when we come at it where it's this is a great profitable idea for an online business and I'm going to start with a course, you've got a bit of learning, um, a learning curve there to surmount that you because you haven't got that one to one experience. But that's easily surmountable if you're ready to do those like validation interviews or market research interviews and pick yes. the brains of your ideal client. Um, but I do think sometimes our mindset hurdles get in the way there. I find when it comes to doing validation interviews, and that's where you, you know, ideally target someone who specifically fits the exact match for your course, and then you offer them an opportunity to come on a call with you, say for 15, 20 minutes where you interview them and maybe have an exchange in terms of your 10 minutes brain picking time with you afterwards. Now, people are really resistant to that. And um, I remember the same thing when um, I was starting to create my first course and I felt like I need to do validation interviews. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to put the call out. For some reason, we get the mind monkeys come in at this point. And that's the bit that I'm really sort of strong with people like, just get over that. Just even interview a few close colleagues or friends initially and you'll Mm -hmm. get your training wheels and suddenly you'll realize what gold is in there. And I think you did quite a few interviews for your course. I did. But to be fair, um, when you told me that's what I had to do, like I just I did everything you told me because I feel like I'm paying you for your XP. So everything you told me, I just did without question. But I come from marketing. And so I worked many years in corporate marketing and we used to do loads of market research, which often used to involve like I didn't do it, but we'd have a firm that would do it that did involve um, interviews. So I knew how important they were. And I also knew that I would get some big gold gems in there. And, and a lot of my interviews Um, told me specific things about my audience that weren't necessarily to do with um, exactly what I was going to put in the course, but more about who are they. So then I can, when Mm. I was doing things like Facebook ads, I knew how to target them. Um, So I I used mine in lots of different ways, but I, I, I was probably very open to that because I had a good understanding of how it works, but I can understand your resistance because it's, you suddenly feel like you're in the spotlight and people are like judging. Oh, so you're launching course. What makes you, you know, you, we suddenly feel very vulnerable, don't we? Yes. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, where our mindset gets in the way of taking action is that we feel like, who am I to do this thing? Who am I expert enough? And that comes in at any stage of the journey. Um, but that that questioning, that self-doubt is normal. And whether you've launched multiple courses and you've been really successful and you're launching a new one, you still often have that self-doubt creeping in. And I think that's oh. just a fact of life for all of us. I know. And um, I know that you know my um, my heart around this because my first course that I launched was on Facebook marketing, which is what I've kind of I had established my reputation in. And, and then during COVID, I did some on Instagram and Canva and a few other things. And I created a course on Facebook ads and I never launched it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the reason I never launched it was because I'd only been teaching and working in Facebook ads for five years. And so I didn't think I was an expert. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And isn't that crazy that anyone looking in from the outside would say, hello, five years ads experience. (laughs) If you're not an expert now, when will you be? Sometimes we just have this sense that we're not, we've not arrived. We're we're our own worst enemy with that. We want to have um, more expertise or more experience. And I have had people say, I think I'll do the online course when I've done this extra qualification. And I'm like, online courses are all about believing in yourself that you have mm. the knowledge now to lead the way and be a few steps ahead of the people that are your ideal students. So, mm. you know, if you're new to your subject, relatively new to your subject, say you've only been in business six months, but maybe you've got more experience, transferable skills coming into this, 
you're not going to necessarily be teaching other experts how to do the thing you're mm. doing. You're teaching people that have never done it before how to do the thing. And everything you say is like, whoa, that's amazing. So mm. we don't have to be as expert as we think, although there is also that integrity factor that we do know what we're talking about. We, we are in a position to verify and lead from that place. And I think that's really important. I agree. And um, it's funny you said it because I now I'm currently writing my third, my third Facebook ads course. And I've also got a boot camp as well. So I've got four products that you can buy on Facebook ads. And um, the interesting thing about it is when I, when I wrote that course, I was like, is, are people going to think it's too basic? Um, but my experience with coaching tells me that's where people are at. And so, so since then I've gone on to do like an intermediate and an advanced course. Um, and even with that advanced course, I'm like, Oh, again my my I've done it as a live round which is always a really interesting get feedback to see where people are at and even that I feel like I could have dialed it back a little bit because my Mm -hmm. my trepidation with launching a Facebook ads course was I need to know everything about Facebook ads to be an expert like everything Mm. yeah (laughs) and And um if you if I was to teach you everything I knew you you would have to sit down for weeks because there's so much and so like you say there's this temptation to create this monster course which does not meet people's needs yeah and that's really I love that point because if you think about it we're not trying to create experts like us we're trying to help people go from a to b which is getting a result so getting an ad up that converts and so Mm. they might only need to get one ad up like for list building or something and that's already chugging their business along in a way that it wasn't before and then maybe they're ready for the next ad set you know to go up but it's Mm. I think we like you say when we want to share everything we feel we need to make them as expert as we are but it's just not the case they don't need that level of expertise Mm. and same with copywriting and same with the you know messaging and the courses and launching it's a case of just enough to take the next step Mm. and to flip that on its head Lisa one of the things that that is on the other end of telling them everything and being an absolute expert is meeting people where they're at and I guess one of the things, which is why we often progress through, you know, um, having a business, testing our knowledge and putting it out there and seeing how people respond. One of the things that teaches us is what level people are at. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And like I say, knowing your audience so that you meet them in what they want. This is always a, a, a something we wrestle with is we know what they need, but they know what they want. And if your course is speaking to the need as opposed to the want, people are like, oh, sounds good, but I don't need that. I need this. Um, and actually <laughs> you think, no, really, you, to solve the problem properly, you need this thing here. But because they're just not got the insight to know that, you need to speak into that point of need, which is where they're at, point of where they what they want. I always think that's um, the dieting analogy is great here because we want to fit into our size 10 jeans or, or whatever size jeans, right? And um, we don't think, I need a healthy lifestyle change. We have a want, a desire. I want to wear this dress or I want to fit in these jeans by this date. And so if you're a health expert, you're like, yes, but I want to teach you good habits and exercise and meditation and all these other practices. And you're like, that sounds great. But right now I just want to fit in my jeans. So we need to speak <laughs> to the jeans to be able to bring people on to learn the good habits that will take us to the jeans, if you know what I mean. So Lisa, just to um, move on from what I think is your zone of genius, which is helping people get their course from inside out into the world to um, where you started and where you still offer services, which is in copywriting and messaging. 
Now, uh, you've just touched on it really succinctly when you said we need to talk to people's, um, what, you know, the want and the need. Um, and that's really part of what you teach is understanding messaging. And um, I have loved working with you in this space because I, I love copywriting. But let's talk a little bit about um, what do you offer in terms of that? It's really interesting because I always felt once I stepped away from copywriting into courses, that would be it. But actually copywriting is more central to my business than it ever has been. Because if you've got a course, but it lies in obscurity because it's got no messaging around it to sell it, of course, it doesn't do what you wanted it to do, which is impact lives and make you money. So you need that messaging and copywriting. So I... I love to help people. I find in the group context, copywriting and messaging can be really great at percolating ideas because often we get too caught up in our own heads, overthinking and not able to get the perspective we have on where we're going with our message. So my group course or my group, group program is the Copy Clarity School. And that's where we come together twice a month. And we're able to, I teach a skill in that, but we're also sounding board out loud for each other. So I might, this, this month we taught um, sales page headlines. So we looked at headline formulas, things that you and I worked on one-to-one actually. Remember yeah. we had that great breakthrough. Yes. Um, so I, we go through the formula step by step. Everyone practices it then throws it out to the group and it's like, does that land for you? Does it resonate for you? And so we've got someone in there who is um, all about plant-based eating and losing weight, right? So I'm sitting there going, well, she could easily, I could easily be one of her clients, but for some reason, this isn't landing. What is it that I really feel is the problem? You know, the genes, right? Mm. So it's like, I want this. And um, that's then we can give that sounding board back to people so they understand, okay, that's the gap. That's the bit I'm missing. So it gives you kind of a really great, place to percolate as well as then learn a new skill so that's one sort of aspect of the copywriting um, support and then the other aspect is the one-to-one work where copy coaching which is kind of a term that doesn't do it justice is really almost drawing out of you in uh, you know verbally exactly what you want to say and then translating that with some kind of copy magic into words on a page that perform so if you had a sales page Sarah for instance that you wanted to write then a VIP day would be a perfect opportunity to come in. We draw out all the things you want to say. We use the formulas. We put it together and you walk away with your sales page done. And that's a really satisfying experience. I need another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisa great. and I work a lot together and I feel like sometimes um, the sign of a genius coach is when you're working and you're like, I feel like this was my voice and I couldn't find it um, because then it's really authentic and you've tapped into something that whenever I'm alone, I can't tap into whatever the magic is when I work with you. And I, I love that so much. So, um, and oh, I, you I'm, give I'm, me <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm mindful of time. I know that you and I, I know that we can talk all day, um, especially <laughs> if someone pops a little gin and tonic in front of us. So I will um, wrap us up and I'll just let everybody know that I will pop in the links in the show notes um, to Lisa's courses that connect her copy clarity and obviously some info about coaching with her as well. But I just want to wrap up and say, Lisa, thank you so much for your time. I'm certain that we will have you back because well, there's lots to talk about and I'd love to dive in a little bit deeper into copy because I think that's a really, really important part of our business. So thank you so much for your time today. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure. And like you say, you have to call it, otherwise we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I look forward to hearing and or hearing, speaking to you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. 
as your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.